Welcome into episode 9 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I'm your host, Connor Rabjack. It's a special holiday edition of Winnipeg Jets Weekly, and before we get into it, I want to just wish everyone and their families a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. The Jets are now officially on their holiday break, and they were rolling going into it, so let's get into the games. The Jets are 8-1-1 in their last 10 games with wins against the Boston Bruins, which we'll get into later on in the episode, the Colorado Avalanche twice, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Carolina Hurricanes over that span. They're one of the hottest teams in the NHL and they're a joy to watch right now. However, they started the week out with a loss. The Baron Bull, Morgan Barron versus his brother, Justin Barron, and the Montreal Canadiens came away with a 3-2 win. And it was Justin Barron who scored the overtime winner on the power play for Montreal. One of the highest attended games of the year inside Canada Life Center, and a lot of the fans were wearing red. Obviously, Montreal, original 16, one of the most storied franchises in the NHL. They're going to have a lot of fans inside the building cheering on when their team wins and they left the building happy on this night. The biggest story coming out of this game was the power play. After this game, they were now one for their last 16, and it resulted in some changes on the power play. Cole Perfetti moved down to the second unit, Alex Iafalo moved up to the top unit, and the Jets didn't get another power play chance until the Boston game on Friday night. But the power play hit a breaking point in this one. Rick Bonus saying after the game that they can't keep losing games due to the special teams battle. They definitely lost this one because of it. And they ended up losing a game that they should have won against a lesser opponent at home to the Montreal Canadiens. The Jets did secure a point in this game, but failed to secure the second one in overtime. Let's move on to Wednesday's game against the Detroit Red Wings. Like I said, the Jets didn't get any power play opportunities in this game. It was actually the morning skate of this game where we saw that switch between Cole Perfetti and Alex Iafalo, but we didn't get seen in action because they didn't draw any penalties. But that didn't matter on this night. The Jets come away with a 5-2 win. Lauren Bressois got the start in this one, and he was fantastic, stopping 26 of 28 shots. He ended up being the first star of the game. And Rick Bonus after the game, praised the team's ability to play at 5-on-5. We've seen this all year. The Jets have been able to dominate teams at even strength, and this game was no different. Detroit really struggling over their last 10 games ever since they signed Patrick Kane, but Detroit is really struggling right now, and the Jets took full advantage of it on this night. Rick Bonus praised the team's 5-on-5 game in the postgame. We've seen this from the Jets all year. Their ability to dominate teams at 5-on-5, the power play and the penalty kill, has needed some work, and Rick Bonus is aware of that. But at 5-on-5, they're one of the best teams in the NHL. This night was no different. Gabriel Velarde stayed red hot. He scored in the Montreal game, and he followed it up with another goal in this one and added two assists. Velarde is undoubtedly one of the hottest players in the NHL right now, and he's making everyone learn the dances to the Macarena, his goal song. It's been playing a lot inside Canada Life Center this week, and gradually people are relearning the dance moves, and it's been, it's been fun to watch. And we spent a lot of time talking about that top line, and they were fantastic in this game. Mark Shifley, Gabriel Velarde, and Nikolai Ehlers all scoring a goal, and the Jets even got contributions from their fourth line. Axel Janssen Fialbi scored his first goal of the season. He also added an assist on Neil Pionk's goal earlier in the game. And when you're getting contributions from your fourth line, your top line is rolling as good as they are. That's what's resulted in this 8-1-1 stretch over the Jets' last 10 games, and they are absolutely rolling right now. It was an incredible pass from Dylan Sandberg to AJF for his goal. And when your third pairing left defenseman is making a play to your fourth line right winger to give your team an advantage in a game, that just shows how much depth this team has. Dylan Sandberg is having a fantastic year. This game was no different. He's been a steady presence on that blue line, and he's even starting to chip in a few assists here and there. This is a game that the Jets should have won. They should have won it by multiple goals. And they came out and took care of business against an Eastern Conference opponent. And that set up a huge game against the Boston Bruins on Friday night. 
It feels like on every episode of this show, I'm bringing up a new game that could potentially be the Jets' best performance of the year, and this game was no different. The Jets beat the Boston Bruins 5-1 on Friday night, an absolutely smothering defensive performance. Boston got a lot of their shots late in the third period when the game was already out of hand, but the Jets were fantastic on this night. Nino Niederreiter with two goals and an assist. Both goals coming on the power play from that second unit. Rick Bonus liked what he saw from that unit, and later in the game, he said they scored, they're going right back out there, and Niederreiter rewarded him with two goals on the man advantage. Gotta talk about Gabriel Velarde again. He scored another one in this game and added a primary assist on Josh Morrissey's game-opening goal to give the Jets a 1-0 lead. And Josh Morrissey, arguably his best game of the season, Rick Bonus called it a dominant performance in the postgame. He was everywhere, offensively, defensively, and it was nice to see him get rewarded with the goal. But Morrissey logging big minutes, shutting down the opposing team's top lines, and chipping in offensively. What more could you want from a top defenseman? Inside Canada Life Center, this was the highest attended game of the season. 14,405 people filed into Canada Life Center for this one, and they were treated to a fantastic game. Again, a lot of Boston fans because their original six teams, storied franchise, but those fans did not go home as happy as the Montreal ones did earlier in the week. The Jets with a dominant performance heading into the holiday break. And I mentioned it off the top of the show, the Jets have beat the Avalanche twice, they beat the LA Kings, they beat the Carolina Hurricanes, and now they've beaten the Boston Bruins. And a lot of those games, they've beaten these teams by two, three, even four goals in this game. They're blowing these teams out. It's really impressive to watch. Um, for me, this is one of their most impressive wins of the season, if not number one. It's this one or the LA game where they started down 2 nothing and then scored five unanswered to come back. Second night of a back-to-back. That game still takes the cake for me, I think, as the most impressive win of the season, but this one is right up there with it. Boston, one of the best teams in the NHL, and the Jets took care of business. Now it's time to hand out some awards. As always, we've got the hardest working Jet and the three stars of the week coming right up. Let me know what your choices are, and while you're down there, make sure you hit the thumbs up, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss videos like this from Winnipeg Sports Talk in the future. And let's get into the hardest working Jet of the week. My hardest working jet of the week is Axel Janssen Fialbi. He had the two point game against Montreal, but from that fourth line, they've really been an energy line. Him, Morgan Barron, and David Gustafson. Every time they're out on the ice, they're having a good four checking shift. They're keeping the puck down low, giving the top line a breather, which is exactly what you want your fourth line to do. And now they're even chipping in a bit offensively. What more could you ask for from the fourth line? Axel Janssen Fialbi, my hardest working jet of the week. He has made a career out of being a hard worker, being a fast skater. And I feel this week was no different. The fourth line was fantastic. AJF was great. Axel Janssen Fialbi, my hardest working jet of the week on episode nine of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Now it is time for the three stars of the week. There were a lot of incredible individual performances this week, especially when you beat a team like Boston 5-1. You beat a team like Detroit 5-2. That's a lot of goals, a lot of point totals. So let me know if you agree with my choices coming up, who your hardest working Jet of the week is, and let's get into it. My third star of the week is the Jets' number one defenseman, Josh Morrissey. Like I said earlier, Rick Bonus called his performance against Boston dominant. I think it was his best game of the season. That first period, he was everywhere and even added a goal. Josh Morrissey's up to 29 points in 32 games this season. He's following up his previous year nicely. He was top five in Norris Trophy voting last year. He might be right back up there this year if the Jets continue to be in the race for the one seed. He continues to play over 22 minutes a night, and he continues to put up major offensive point totals. Josh Morrissey's my third star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. 
My second star of the week is another player who had a fantastic performance against the Boston Bruins. Nino Niederreiter with two goals and an assist, a three-point night for him. He's up to 10 goals, 10 assists for 20 points on the season through 32 games. And it wasn't too long ago that the Jets signed him to a three-year extension for $4 million per season. That contract is looking better and better by the day. It doesn't even kick in until next year. But Niederreiter already providing surplus value to this roster from the third line. That third line has been fantastic this season, and Nino Niederreiter is a huge part of that. And he also got the power play back on track, at least the second unit. The top unit struggled to enter the zone a few times. Second unit was in there. They were generating chances. Nino Niederreiter scored both of his goals on the power play, which was much needed for this group heading into the holiday break. Nino Niederreiter, my second star of the week. Now, this one is an obvious choice. My first star of the week is none other than Gabriel Velarde. He might be the hottest player across the entire NHL right now. He's got 15 points in the 14 games. He's got 12 of those points in his last five, and he seems to be scoring every single game. He is one third of one of the best top lines across the entire NHL. And in an earlier episode of Winnipeg Jets Weekly, I jokingly named the first star of the week award the Kyle Connor Award. You know, he was leading the league in goals at one point. He was up there fighting with Austin Matthews. He was on an absolute tear. And now that award might have to be named the Gabriel Velarde Award. He has been absolutely on fire, hottest player in the NHL. And with the way Velarde is playing, he's making the offseason trade of Pierre-Luc Dubois himself, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kapari, and a second round pick look like a steal from Winnipeg's perspective. Not only is Velarde playing better than Dubois, his contract is less than half of the value. Then you add in Alex Iafalo. Kapari's been injured, but he was a good fourth line option when he was in the lineup. And then you throw in a second round pick. This trade is looking fantastic for Winnipeg, and it's all because of how well Velarde is playing. And Gabriel Velarde joined Hustler on Thursday's program of Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. If you haven't checked that out already, make sure you go check it out on the Winnipeg Sports Talk YouTube page. Hottest player in the NHL had to get him on Winnipeg Sports Talk. He's my first star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly, Gabriel Velarde. Those are my three stars and hardest working Jet. Let me know in the comments below if you agree with those choices, and let's get into the Jets' upcoming schedule after the holiday break. The Winnipeg Jets are off for a few days, but they will be back in action on December 27th in Chicago to take on Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks. The Jets beat the Blackhawks 3-1 inside Canada Life Center earlier this year. Chicago is near the bottom of the standings. Connor Bedard is really fun to watch, but this is a game that Winnipeg should win. Then they return home for a home-and-home against the Minnesota Wild. December 30th, they play at 1 p.m. inside Canada Life Center. And then December 31st, they head down on New Year's Eve to play 1 p.m. in Minnesota. The Minnesota Wild did recently make headlines when they fired their head coach and hired John Hines. And since then, they've been playing better. They have gotten much better goaltending from both Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. They're a team that's hungry for a playoff spot. They're pushing for it. So that'll be a good home and home. December 30th in Winnipeg and then December 31st, New Year's Eve in Minnesota. Then the Jets will return back home for a Tuesday night battle against the Tampa Bay Lightning before taking on the San Jose Sharks on the road. Sort of a revenge game for Winnipeg. They've played so well as of late and that 8-1-1 record I mentioned, their one loss came to the San Jose Sharks on the road in regulation. Just kind of a puzzling loss when you look at the games around it and how well the Jets have been playing. So the Jets will definitely want to get back on track and beat the Sharks in that one. But the Lightning and the Sharks, I'll cover more on next week's episode of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. That'll be episode 10, so come back for that. That's going to do it for episode 9, a holiday edition of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Thank you for checking out. I really do appreciate the support. Make sure you're dropping a thumbs up and hitting the subscribe button so you don't miss videos like this from Winnipeg Sports Talk in the future. 
And enjoy the holidays. The Jets will be back in action December 27th, and I'll be back next week to recap those games. This has been Episode 9 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Enjoy the holiday break, everyone, and I will see you next week.